1: Now look, I knew that Activision Blizzard wouldn't take kindly to a unionization effort, but this is just stupid. For February 2nd, 2022, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, could we be seeing even more big studio acquisitions in the coming weeks? And Bandai Namco knew about the Dark Souls hack for how long? In current Activision Blizzard union-busting news, Blizzard VP of Quality Assurance Christian Aaron sent out an internal rambling Slack message to Blizzard staff showing just how disconnected from reality Blizzard management really are. Aaron starts out pretty innocuous, but delves into the corporate branding union-busting messaging pretty quickly, saying, quote, We heard that unions will protect employees and provide employees with job security. Job security here at ABK rests with our ability to produce epic entertainment for our fans. A union doesn't do anything to help us produce world-class games, and the bargaining process is not typically quick, often reduces flexibility, and can be adversarial and lead to negative publicity. All of this could hurt our ability to continue creating great games. Aarons is essentially copying a Wilmer Hale pamphlet despite objective reality proving him wrong here. First of all, sadly, rhetoric like this can work because so few Americans have proper context for the benefits that unions can provide them. Second, Blizzard hasn't produced anything close to an epic game in like a decade. And literally, everyone can tell it's because of corporate mismanagement. Aarons continues by saying, quote, How do you compare bargaining with a union to a direct relationship with the company in terms of changes for an individual employee? In a direct relationship model where you and the company share goals, agreement is quick, and the company can swiftly make changes. In a bargaining model, agreement and change comes quickly only when the union has the exact same goals and also has no additional goals that it would rather insist on. It often takes months or years to come to a collective bargaining agreement. A unionized company cannot act quickly on its own if the union does not agree with its position. In both situations, the company remains free to disagree and maintain a different position. Aaron seems to be very invested in making sure that the company holds all the power in this working relationship. Blizzard employees have been doing individual bargaining for like three decades, and in those 30 years, what have they got? An environment that's so bad that that's all we've been able to talk about for the better part of a year, managers that were so bulletproof they thought they could get away with sexually harassing and assaulting subordinates, and no recourse to remove the individual responsible for shielding those abusers. Granted, collective bargaining does take time and effort to pull off, but the reason Aarons brings up that collective bargaining is inflexible and time-consuming is because ultimately it affects Blizzard's bottom line. When you consider that most of these collective bargaining agreements are for significant pay raises, defined promotional track, and fringe benefits, it becomes pretty obvious that Blizzard can afford these things. They just choose not to because there's no incentive for them to do otherwise. That's the critical, important role of a union. Unions can get concessions on large matters like this. I really hope that the unionization effort continues over at Blizzard. Following the three massive acquisitions last month, CEO and host of the Game Awards Jeff Keeley weighed in on the games industry consolidating, tweeting, quote, "...have heard from multiple people. As you might expect, there are a few other big video game deals in the final stages of negotiations." It's going to be an interesting year." Which honestly doesn't surprise me. Sony's president and CEO Jim Ryan confirmed that there are more acquisitions in the works this year, though Ryan didn't disclose which studios Sony is eyeing. And we have publications like the New York Times acquiring the web game Wordle in hopes of making their subscription service more appealing. Keeley finishes with, quote, "...what are your thoughts on the general consolidation we're seeing? Is it good for games? I'm on the fence." Well my overall opinions on Consolidation have always been pretty skeptical. We've seen through history how monopolization stifles innovation and negatively impacts workers' rights. In the gaming industry, Consolidation is kind of a double-edged sword. Consolidation still stifles innovations and workers' rights, but with services like Xbox Game Pass, Consolidation offers more value for that one subscription. When Sony reveals their competitor to Xbox Game Pass, Bungie and future studios will add value to that service. However, other media industries that have had to consolidate have never ended in a more diverse and well-rounded media environment for consumers or for workers. And if you think consolidation for the gaming industry is good, I've got two letters for you. EA. Following up on last week's story on From Software temporarily shutting down Dark Souls PvP servers for PC users so From could fix a quote-unquote newly discovered exploit. Video Game Chronicle released a report claiming that publisher Bandai Namco was made aware of these exploits three years ago in 2019. Various other egregious exploits from 2019 to 2022 were reported to Bandai Namco without any action taken till last week. VGC's report also goes into detail of the over 100 cheats, hacks and security vulnerabilities within Dark Souls 3. Fortunately, most of them only affect PC players, however, there are exploitable vulnerabilities on consoles, too, even without a jailbroken console. Though the reason why these exploits are being addressed now is pretty interesting. In December, there was an email correspondence with the discoverer of the latest exploit and Bandai Namco, where Bandai Namco's customer service representative assured that the matter would be passed on. And guess what? It wasn't. In response, the discoverer took to Twitch to make the exploits public knowledge, forcing From Software and Bandai Namco to take action. Which is really pretty inexcusable. Not the taking to Twitch, the fact that From didn't really do anything for three years. Some of these exploits are so serious that it could allow somebody to hack into your system remotely. Bandai Namco, along with From Software, sat on their thumbs for three years, knowing how dangerous this was for their users. As of this recording, PVP servers are still offline while From Software finally fixes these exploits. All right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back tomorrow for even more video game news. Follow me on Twitter at NateBenderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash limitbreakradio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening.